the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. A former acting director of Customs and Border Protection says even with Title 42 in place, the U.S. is and will continue to be on the losing end of the border crisis under current Biden administration policies. So we have some areas along the southwest border where 80 to 90 percent of border patrol agents are pulled off the line, pulled off their national security mission. They're relegated to really becoming a federal travel agency. They're in a facility somewhere processing the millions of illegal aliens. We literally handed operational control over to the cartels. Speaking with the Salem Radio Network this week, Mark Morgan says those cartels are making billions helping illegals cross the border. A lot of violence in New York. Three cops wounded by a person with a machete. The suspect was then shot and wounded and is now in custody. This is SRN News. Dennis Prager says... Education doesn't equal intelligence. Well-educated only means well-indoctrinated. That's what it means. The well-educated are so poorly educated, it, it is embarrassing how little they know about anything except perhaps their field of study, like education. It's a crisis, folks. It's a crisis. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. AM 1280 The Patriot. Listen to your favorite Patriot hosts and shows like Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, hands-free on your smart speaker. Tune in by saying Enable the Patriot Minneapolis. You only have to do this the very first time you tune in. After that, just say Play the Patriot Minneapolis to stream in high quality. Inside your 2 o'clock hour here on AM 1280 The Patriot with your weather forecast. Mostly cloudy skies, low around 20 tonight. Monday, slight chance of snow in your afternoon. Cloudy skies, mid-30s is your high. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And we do have the live stream up and running of today's broadcast, so we hope you check us out there as well. Uh, covered a lot of local issues, pretty much all local issues in the first hour. So I want to get to some national news. You know, perhaps one of the uh, uh, biggest uh, or most prolific national news stories from this past week has to do with Congressman-elect George Santos. He is a uh, Republican uh, out of the uh, Long Island area of New York. Now, we talked when we were kind of doing our midterms post-mortem on the election, the one of the things we pointed out is the Republicans took over the House. It was not a red wave, but they did take the majority in the House in large part due to flips in blue states like California and New York. And we don't have to rehash the reasons 
for that uh, taking place. But uh, we do at least want to look back on this particular race because it has been getting a lot of publicity. This is an exclusive interview interview George Santos gave to New York Post. Long Island Repelect George Santos came clean to the Post on Monday, admitting that he lied on the campaign trail about his education and work experience, but insisting that the controversy won't deter him from serving out his two-year term in Congress. I am not a criminal, Santos said at one point during his exclusive interview. This controversy will not deter me from having good legislative success. I will be effective. I will be good. Santos' professional biography was called into question earlier in, in earlier in December after the New York Times reported that he misrepresented a number of claims, including where he attended college and his alleged employment history with high-profile Wall Street firms. My sins here are embellishing my resume. I'm sorry, Santos said Monday. Santos confessed he had never worked directly for Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, chalking that fib up to a poor choice of words. The 34-year-old now claims instead that a company called Linkbridge, where he worked as a vice president, did business with both of the financial giants. I will be clearer about it. It was stated poorly, Santos said of the lie. At Linkbridge, Santos said he helped make capital introductions between clients and investors, and Goldman Sachs and Citigroup were LPS, limited partnerships, that his company dealt with. He also admitted that he never graduated from any college, despite previously claiming to have received a degree from, is it Baruch or Baruch? In 2010, I didn't graduate from any institution of higher learning. I'm embarrassed and sorry for having embellished my resume, he said. I own up to that. We do stupid things in life. Santos, elected to Congress on November 8 to represent the Long Island and Queens Bay's 3rd District, was also accused of lying about his family history, saying on his campaign website that his mother was Jewish and his grandparents escaped the Nazis during World War II. Santos now says that he's clearly Catholic, but claimed his grandmother told stories about Jewish and later converting about being Jewish and later converting to Catholicism. I never claimed to be Jewish, Santos said. I'm Catholic because I learned my maternal family had a Jewish background. I said I was Jewish. Okay, like if you're saying you're going to show up around 10 o'clock, you say, "Ah, I'm going to show up around 10 ish. I'm not really Jewish. I'm Jewish. I mean, come on. Uh, uh, This is just embarrassing, uh, but I'll keep reading. Santos, the first openly gay, non-incumbent Republican elected to the House. Okay, has that been confirmed? Is he really gay? I mean, seriously. Ah, jeez. Well, he's also faced accusations that he lied about his sexual orientation with the Daily Beast reporting last week that he was previously married to a woman until shortly before he launched his unsuccessful 2020 campaign against Democrat Tom Sozzi. The soon-to-be lawmaker confirmed to the Post on Monday that he was indeed married to a woman for about five years from 2012 until his divorce in 2017, but insisted... He is now a happily married gay man. Well, there'd be one way to uh, confirm that. Where's your husband then? Have him come out and confirm that. Uh, I dated women in the past. I married a woman. It's personal stuff, Santos said, adding that that the relationship got a little toxic. I'm very much gay, he says now. I'm okay with my sexuality. People change. I'm one of those people who change. Santos also acknowledged being a deadbeat tenant in Sunnyside, Queens, where the Times reported he was ordered by a judge to pay more than $12,000 to a former landlord who claimed non-payment of several months of rent, as well as that Santos had tried to pass a check that, ha- that bounced. On Monday, Santos claimed that at the time of the lawsuit, his family was deep in medical debt from his mother's cancer battle. We were engulfed in debt, he said. We had issues paying rent at the time. It's the vulnerability of being human. I am not embarrassed by it. Santos said his mother died of cancer on December 23, 2016, after living with him at the Queen's apartment and acknowledged the judgment against him. Asked if he ever actually paid the arrears, Santos admitted, we didn't pay it off. Ah, I completely forgot about it. 
Santos also admitting to lying, uh, admitted to lying when he claimed that he owned 13 different properties, saying he now resides at his sister's place in Huntington, but is looking to purchase his own place. George Santos does not own any properties, he said. Santos was defiant on one point, denying an allegation raised by the Times that he had an unspecified criminal charge filed against him in Brazil. I'm not a criminal here. Not here or Brazil or any jurisdiction in the world, Santos said. Absolutely not. That did not happen. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. It, it, it's, it's embarrassing, really. I, I feel I'm embarrassed on behalf of the guy. I, I don't even really care about this person, to be perfectly honest. But here, here's another interesting little tidbit. So let's go back to where his mother died of cancer on December 23rd, 2016. Someone dug up a tweet. It's right there in plain sight from July of 2021 where he was responding to a Twitter account uh, entitled 9-11 was a victimless crime. And he replied to a tweet that this Twitter account put forward and saying, he said, 9-11 claimed my mother's life. So I'm blocking so I don't ever have to read this again. This was from July of 2021 where he said that. He said 9-11 claimed his mother's life. But that's 15-plus years. That took place 15-plus years before this uh, said he, uh, his mother died of cancer. In fact, on December 23rd, 2021, so five months after that tweet, where he said 9-11 claimed his mother's life. He says, December 23rd this year marks five years I lost my best friend and mentor. Mom, you will live forever in my heart. It's right there in plain sight. That the guy was obviously didn't have his story straight. And, you know, this is interesting. Uh I know there's a there's kind of an old adage that's been going around. A lot of wise people have said it, and they said, "You know what? If you just tell the truth all the time, you don't have to have a good memory." And what that means is that if you're making up stories and lies, you got to remember this uh, fabrication you told one person. Because if they know someone else, they might convey that fabrication to that other person, and then that other person might question you on it, and you have to remember the lie you told. So basically, if you just tell the truth, you can have a horrible memory, right? So this is just, uh, uh, I'll just read a couple more excerpts of this, and I'll be done. Uh, The incoming congressman dismissed concerns that his lies will impact his effectiveness in representing New Yorkers in the lower chamber in the new year. I campaigned talking about the people's concerns, not my resume, Santos told the Post. I intended to deliver on the promises I made during the campaign, fighting crime, fighting to lower inflation, improving education, saying that uh, that the people elected me to fight for them. I came to D.C. to bring results on those issues, and that's what I'm going to do. Meanwhile, Santos said the $11 million in assets reported in the financial disclosure report filed in September are tied to his DeVolder consulting firm. All of my finances come from the firm. The assets are the contracts with the firm, he told the Post. His campaign committee, DeVolder Santos for Congress, also reported that he personally loaned his campaign more than $600,000. Senior House Republicans were apparently aware of the inaccuracies and embellishments in the member-elect's resume, and the topic became a running joke, multiple insiders close to House GOP leadership told The Post over the weekend. As far as questions about George in general, that was always something that was brought up whenever we talked about this race, said one senior GOP leadership aide. It was a running joke at a certain point. This is the second time he's run, and these issues we assumed would be worked out by the voters. Well, you know, that's, that's kind of an important point there. And I always say this about elections in general. I mean, people to this day still considered an injustice how Joe Biden during the 2020 campaign barely got out of his basement and was calling a lid by late morning on a lot of campaign days. And people were outraged. How could he get away with that? Because we let him. That not that part of democracy? We the people have to demand more from our candidates? But if we don't, chant, there's a chance they just may run roughshod over us. All, all for the quest to grab power. 
So that's really what it boils down to. Is assuming it'll be worked out by the voters? Well, that's not a very good assumption. Okay, plenty of evidence to to prove that that is uh, that's putting a little too much trust into some voters. I uh, do have to take a break real soon. Want to go to John in St. Louis Park? Uh, John, about about I have about a minute or two. Go ahead. Hey, Brad, it's me. It's Mark, St. Louis Park. Oh, Mark, I'm sorry, Mark. Go ahead. Good to hear from you, sir. No, no problem. I, happy New Year. Um, First of all, there's got to be something wrong with the guy. Uh, uh, anybody, as a fellow Jew, anybody who admits to being Jewish and, and when they're not, it's got to be something wrong with it. That's an old joke amongst Jews. <laughs> Fair enough. Joke Fair amongst enough. Jews. Yeah. But uh, um, um, I don't condone what he's done. But um, this is why I hated Nancy Pelosi, but I respected her. This makes sense at all. Um, if this is Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat, first thing Pelosi probably does is, is uh, says, we're not – until Donald Trump until resigns after telling all his lies, I'm not going to even talk about the subject. So Kevin McCarthy said of no comment until Joe Biden resigns after telling probably 10 times as many lies on his biography as George Santos, I'm not going to even discuss it. So that's what I have to say on this subject. And again, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Uh, I appreciate the call as always. And uh, happy new year to you and yours as well. Yeah, I, I, that's that's what I'm definitely going to get to in the next segment because you have all of these uh, far left progressives clutching their pearls and it's just like how could you allow how could you even consider seating a serial fabulist like this I mean that's, that's this is just beyond the pale this is classic Republicans in their quest to grab power knowing they have a scant majority uh, in the House uh, if they don't seat this person there has to be a special election and there's a risk that that seat could flip to a Democrat because it's a D plus two district. Uh, New York's third congressional district. It's a D plus two, and Joe Biden won it by, I think, 11 points uh, in 2020. But it's a swing district. So, yeah, it could very easily flip back to the Democrats and then further shrinking the Republican majority. So people are looking at it and say, well, the Republicans don't want to shrink their already scant majority. So that just shows they're willing to put in a known liar in their caucus, seat a known liar, then lose power. Well... Uh, if you Democrats are serious and are morally offended by fabulism, oh, do I got some sound clips from you for you. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Ho, ho, hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa. And our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. Or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's masterpoolandspa.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. 
we provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Yeah, we're live on New Year's Day. Happy New Year to you and yours. Hope you uh, rang in the new year. Doing something fun and hope you will continue to tune us in here in the year 2023. Looking forward to another phenomenal year. Continuing to talk about uh, Representative-elect George Santos, a Republican out of New York's 3rd Congressional District, which is the new uh, the Long Island-Queens area. I caught in many, numerous, absolutely numerous falsehoods. And uh, really, I think this is just a damning indictment of how, you know, I mean, well, certainly there's local media failures. I mean, this is something that easily could have been ascertained uh, during the background certain background checks and verification and whatnot and obviously voters um you know certainly could demand more but for those democrats of course the democrats are concerned trolling say well republicans in their quest to keep the majority in the house which they barely have they're not willing to uh get rid of someone who told very obvious and blatant lies all because they have this thirst for power well, um, if that's your standard, if you're if you're outraged that over Santos of his lies, not because it would be getting, not because it would be an opportunity to possibly win a special election with the Democrat taking over that seat, but that hey, lies are lies, and this is just these are just serial lies, and and that's true, they are, they're disgusting, they're blatant, and yeah, I'll 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 say it right now, I don't think he should be seated. All right. I don't know what ethical ramifications there are, but is what he said on the campaign trail, did voters use what he said on the campaign trail in order to elect him? Or better yet, were the sins of omission basically not revealing that he was several months behind on rent? You know, if that was revealed, would that have would that have hurt him? Who's to say? But I can't I can't defend these numerous lies. I mean, this is just beyond the pale, beyond anything I've I've ever heard. Well, uh, you've got Senator Richard Blumenthal out of Connecticut embellishing his military service in Vietnam. You've got Elizabeth Focahontas Warren, who notably checked the box Native American in order to get some sort of special privilege privileges, you know, benefits that come with be, having Native American blood, Native American heritage. Okay. And yet those two keep getting elected to the Senate in their respective states. But the worst of the worst, and this is uh, cut number one, uh, this is about five minutes long, but listen to the whole thing. This is from 1988, Joe Biden's initial run for president. This is a montage of several different media types as well as Biden himself and other commentary. Uh, just listen. I'm just going to submit this without comment, and then I'll come back on the other side because we'll probably have to take a break after this. This is about five minutes of Joe Biden on the campaign trail in 1988. 1988. Just listen to this. It speaks for itself. 
Democratic presidential candidate Joseph Biden today faces a controversy. Three weeks ago at a debate at the Iowa State Fair, he used phrases identical to those delivered by British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock. Biden seemed to be claiming Kinnock's vision and life as his own. Why is it that my wife is sitting out there in the audience is the first in her family to ever go to college? Wife Janice, the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. My ancestors who worked in the coal mines in northeast Pennsylvania and come up after 12 hours and play football. Eight hours underground and then come up and play football. It's because they didn't have a platform upon which to stand. There was no platform upon which they could stand. The notion that every thought or notion or idea you'd have to go back and find and attribute to someone, I think is, quite frankly, uh, ludicrous. The problem here is that Senator Biden told his audience he'd just been thinking about these things, and he failed to give any credit at all to his famous British speechwriter. You know, I was thinking on the way over here. <laughs> now, that's a little too much, because, as you point out, what's behind the words? What's there? And a lot of people, the rap on Biden has always been that it's just a surface. I should have said... To paraphrase Neil Kinnock, it's the only time I didn't, and all the times I've ever used it. But CBS News found a tape of a second instance. Oh, Biden had appropriated a famous litany from the late Robert Kennedy about what the gross national product cannot measure. It cannot measure the health of our children. The health of our children. The quality of our education. The quality of their education. The joy of their play. For the joy of their play. Biden gave Kennedy no credit. He has also quoted or paraphrased John Kennedy, Hubert Humphrey, and British Labor Party leader Neil Kinnock, all without credit. Joseph Biden admitted today that he committed plagiarism when he was in law school. He said it was a mistake, but that it was unintentional. He quoted five pages of someone else's work without proper citation. I've done some dumb things, and I'll do dumb things again. Huh. He was given Boy, an that Ladies and gentlemen... I've been dumb. To the political community in Washington, it all seems of a piece. Plagiarism at law school, plagiarism on the stump. The great communicator. Strike that. The great imitator. Biden's critics say he sells himself as a man whose words and visions can inspire a new generation in politics. But if the thoughts, phrases, and visions really belong to others, it's a form of false advertising. Is it a wise idea, though, to take something that personal anyway from another politician and try and appropriate it to your own campaign? I think it was a stupid thing to uh, appropriate uh, material that was really very personal that was someone else's. Most people didn't know who he was, you know, Joe Biden, Biden, and now they're going to say, oh, yeah, he's the guy who plagiarized. That's a lot of people. First Politically, that's devastating. These clips are devastating. He looks like a Joe Biden wind-up doll with somebody else's words coming out. If they're going to do things that are stupid as well as immoral, then they're probably too dumb to have the job of president. Voters are going to have to decide whether he was dishonest or dumb. Senator Joseph Biden may have more explaining to do. The new questions stem from taped remarks of Biden during an April campaign appearance in New Hampshire. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. Went back to law school and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. And I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. Joe Biden was victimized by the truth. Bye-bye, Biden. He may not know it yet, but I think this is very going to be very difficult for him to recover. Is Joe Biden dead meat, yes or no? I think so. Bob? He's in terminal condition. Terminal. Eleanor? Yes, unless he comes in third in Iowa. Morton? <laughs> Dying. I say dead. We'll be right back. Uh, just an aside, hearing uh, the banter of the McLaughlin group, John McLaughlin, you know, he was the last voice on there. I say dead. We'll be back. You know. uh, I, I wasn't 
very heavily into politics back then, but I was very entertained uh, by the the McLaughlin group, even though I really didn't get into what they were talking about. I wish I had a deeper appreciation of politics back then when that was going on. But that's an aside. Well, so there you have it. So if 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 progressives who are jumping up and down like poo flinging monkeys demanding that Santos not be seated because they're outraged over his fabricating his background and just flat out lying. If that's your standard, then how seriously, how do you support people like the White House's current occupant who you just heard that five minute montage telling several lies? Or is there a statute of limitations like, you know, he has to be put out to pasture for a couple of decades? 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, a New Year's Day edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Ho, ho, hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa. And our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. Or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's Master Pool and Spa. Here's to Prilosec OTC. Without Prilosec, I wouldn't be able to enjoy all this yummy holiday food. Speaking of, whoever made that apple pie, delicious. I just take one pill each morning and zero heartburn all day. So cheers to Prilosec OTC. Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers? Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid that can cause heartburn, so you can enjoy the holidays. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. Did you know that there's one place you can go to hear God's words of hope spoken into your life anytime, anywhere? Oneplace.com. Listen to your favorite Christian programs, read daily devotionals, and get answers to your tough questions all at oneplace.com or on the OnePlace app in the Apple and Android app stores. Visit OnePlace.com today. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook.com. Do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And be sure to check out our live broadcast. 
on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Yeah, we're live streaming the broadcast. And Gary from War Road checks in as well. Gary, Happy New Year to you, sir. And Wild Wilson, I mentioned, checked in earlier as well. So Happy New Year to all of our listeners. Hope you will hang with us in 2023. As the Northern Alliance Radio Network soldiers on, we have our friend and colleague Mitch Berg uh, broadcasting in these very airwaves, AM 1280 The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the NARN. Saturdays, 1 to 3 p.m., followed immediately by the new guy, Jack Tomzak, 3 to 5 on Saturdays. And our friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Biz, still doling out the economic uh, news and smack talk and analysis. Uh, Again, AM 1440, The Biz, Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. And, of course, I'll still be here on these very airwaves, Sundays, 1 to 3. And, as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I... Just have a couple more thoughts, and then I'll move on to other topics. You know, talking a lot about the George Santos and the serial lies that he has told and how Democrats, you know, feign outrage. And it, and I'm sorry, I don't believe your outrage over these lies if you're willing to excuse the current occupant in the White House. We just play that five-minute montage of what happened in his presidential run in 1988. And people are like, oh, come on, that's 30 plus. That's kind of pathetic. That's 30 years ago. But this George Santos thing, that just happened you know, a couple months ago, you know, just this past year. You know, I'd say it's apples to oranges. It's whataboutism at its finest. Well, I'd say it's not whataboutism. Okay, I, I, don't, I don't think George Santos should be seated. Okay, you may disagree with me on that, you know, my fellow uh, conservatives, and that's fine. But I'm at least being consistent here. And it's amazing how many people this current generation doesn't know about the Joe Biden lies because it was been buried for so long because he was a useful idiot. You know, he kept being rubber stamped through as a senator in in Delaware. And all of a sudden, Barack Obama, the first uh, black nominee in presidential history, they needed someone who had some gravitas. And hence, they bring in Joe Biden, who could be, you know, kind of the bare knuckle brawler on the campaign trail, whereas Obama, you know, they didn't want it. They didn't you know, they want this newly uh, minted candidate to succeed. And so, therefore, they want to bring in someone who could kind of be the heavy behind him, Andrew Joe Biden. They didn't concern themselves with serial lies back then. And I, and I, you know, I mentioned Richard Blumenthal embellishing his, his war service in Vietnam or Elizabeth Warren checking the Native American box just so she could reap benefits from that. And by the way, Elizabeth Warren, when she was decrying public schools during her presidential campaign, or excuse me, private schools, she was decrying private schools during her presidential campaign. uh, Her son went to private school. I mean, that was easy to find. And yet people just didn't care. Now, she obviously didn't. She didn't become elected president, but she's still going to be rubber stamped through and, and be the senator out of Massachusetts for as long as she wants to. So I'm sorry. If, if, if your progressives are outraged over the lies George Santos told, I, I believe it's only tribalism. I don't believe you're sincerely outraged over lies themselves. Only if a Republican engages in it. So, you know, I think you know what you can do with your faux outrage. Anyhow, I'll move on to another topic here. If you recall last show I did, I think it was last week, the week before, I don't remember which, uh, I read from a Star Tribune story that showed how uh, Minnesota is losing population. In fact, when they redid the 2020, when they did the uh, 2022 census and thus redrew the congressional lines, Minnesota barely escaped from losing a congressional seat. In fact, it was it it came down to between New York and Minnesota, of which state was going to lose the final you know, the congressional seat, and it ended up being New York, but barely. And the way things are going, I don't know that Minnesota will be so fortunate in 2032. This is from the Wall Street Journal editorial board. Texas and Florida make up about 15% of the U.S. population, but accounted for 70% of its population growth this past year. That's one of the revealing facts in the Census Bureau's annual assessment of U.S. migration released last week. The biggest news is that the exodus from progressive-led states hasn't slowed even as COVID lockdowns eased. The U.S. population grew by about 1.2 million between July 2021 and July 2022, 
with foreign immigration accounting for a million of that total. Yet the Census Bureau found that some states still lost population because migration to other states exceeded foreign immigration. California, 343,000. New York, almost 300,000. And Illinois, 142,000, lost the most residents to other states. But New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Oregon, Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Louisiana were also big losers. Where are all these folks moving? Mostly to states with lower taxes, more affordable housing, and a higher standard of living. Florida, not surprisingly, drew the most newcomers, almost 319,000, followed by Texas, 231,000, North Carolina, almost 100,000, South Carolina, 84,000, Tennessee, 82,000, Georgia, 81,000, and Arizona, 71,000. More people moved to West Virginia than left for the first time in a decade. West Virginia had a positive migration number. Hence, more people moving there than leaving. West Virginia. That's not often near the top of the list when you think of states that people desire to uh, defect to. Now, again, no disrespect to, to people in West Virginia. I actually happen to know a few people who live in West Virginia. So I'm not saying anything denigrating about that state at all. It's just facts are facts. People aren't don't typically migrate to that state. But the fact that they gained in population, incredible. I'll continue reading from this Wall Street Journal piece. Texas ranked first overall, or first in overall population growth, uh, approximately 471,000, followed by Florida, 417,000, North Carolina, 133,000, Georgia, 125,000, Arizona, 94,000, South Carolina, just shy of 90,000, Tennessee, just shy of 83,000, Washington State, 45,000, Utah, 42,000, and Idaho, 35,000. One new trend is the migration from the Pacific Northwest. Now, between 2010 and 2020, Washington drew 371,258 newcomers from other states. But this past year, it lost just shy of 3,600, the first loss in a decade. But because of a big increase in foreign immigration, it still gained population. Oregon gained a House seat during the 2020 reapportionment owing to high levels of migration. But this year, it, too, lost more people on net to other states, 17,000. Colorado was another reapportionment winner, but this year it gained a mere 5,376 from other states, down from almost 57,000 in 2015. So if you want to break down the 10 states with the most and least net domestic population migration from July 2021 to July 22. Here it is. The bottom 10 from worst to 10th worst. California was worst, no surprise, almost 350,000. New York, almost 300,000. Then you have Illinois, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Louisiana, Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, Minnesota. So Minnesota just snuck into the bottom 10 for net domestic population migration of negative 19,400. The top 10, I think I just went through this list, but I'll go through it again. Florida, again, no surprise, almost 320,000. Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Arizona, Idaho, Alabama, Oklahoma. Can you kind of take a guess at the dem- the uh, voting demographics in all those states of the bottom 10? All those states, with the exception of Louisiana, reliably blue states. In the top 10 net domestic uh, population migration, nine of the 10 are reliably red states. The only one who isn't, Arizona. Arizona typically is red, but Donald Trump, and Carrie Lake and other and Blake Masters, other substandard candidates for political office, um, would kind of give you the illusion that Arizona may not be as red, but it's not as reliably red, meaning that, hey, candidate quality is still an issue. That's not to say candidate quality isn't an issue in the other states. 
Okay, I mean, Ron DeSantis basically turned Florida from a purple state where he won by less than a half percent in 2018 to a red parking lot where he won Miami-Dade County this last gubernatorial election. So that is really eye-opening. And it just shows you that, again, as this article stated, even though COVID lockdowns have been pretty much eased in even the bluest of blue states, Uh, people are like, yeah, we're out of here because the cost of living is outrageous in California and New York and New Jersey. You know, some of the states there I mentioned, it's, it's even getting a little, it's even getting, uh, it's even getting bad here. I mean, if you just look on any realty websites here in Minnesota, some of these houses, the outrageous, and it's not even a, it's not even a, uh, a big time seller's market, you know, but some of the prices, of some of these homes, it's just outrageous. The bang for your buck, you just aren't getting it. And Wisconsin and Iowa, you know, I mean, Iowa, I mean, my wife and I were talking about this recently. Iowa has all Republican representation now. Both senators, all six U.S. House members, uh, the governor, and now all the constitutional offices are Republicans, including the attorney general. I think Iowa elected a Republican attorney general for the first time in decades. And then you've got the Dakotas. They're, they're reliably Republican, too. Wisconsin's still kind of a swing state. Okay, Senator Ron Johnson, Republican, barely reelected this past cycle. But they're split. They've got the, a Democrat senator, a Democrat, uh, or a Republican senator and a Democrat senator, you know, in Washington. And I think the U.S. House delegation is pretty well split, too. So Wisconsin's kind of split. I think the legislature is still Republican, whereas Governor Tony Evers was reelected Democrat. So, you know, but at least there's still a chance that a Republican can win a statewide race in Wisconsin. Doesn't seem to be the case much anymore here in Minnesota. So I think what people are seeing is like, look, when our state faces a crisis like COVID, we see how our our government is going to react. They're going to err on the side of draconian lockdowns, whereas red states like Georgia and Florida and Texas, they relied on the people making the best possible decisions for their health while also taking care of our most vulnerable. I mean, again, Ron DeSantis had the blueprint for how to handle COVID. I mean, right away. And again, we don't need to rehash this too much, but it just kind of shows you what competent governance can do and how it reflects the attitudes of the citizens and how they're more apt to stay if they see that there's competent governance. Ron DeSantis immediately said, we need to protect the most vulnerable for this pandemic, and that is our nursing homes. So if there is a patient within the nursing home that gets COVID, get them out of there right away. But after they are receive the medical treatments, don't send them back. Okay? And you didn't have the nursing home deaths, the horrible situation in nursing homes, elderly care facilities like you did here in Minnesota. And, of course, the most egregious case is New York. But then you had a governor going around uh, touting his book about how about how to be a great leader during the pandemic while old people were dying in these long-term care facilities. Okay? So competent governance, that's where it's at, and that's what people are seeing in a lot of these states that they're migrating to. Um, and, again, Minnesota is in the bottom ten of net domestic population migration for that one-year span from July 21 to July 22, almost a negative 20,000. So uh, my wife and I, uh, we're talking seriously about this. We live up in Ramsey. They've got a big project going on with Highway 10, which is going to be completely done in 2026. So that's three short years. Uh, That's when we'll probably start to look seriously about it. And uh, because people driving up there now, Probably like, yeah, with this construction, we're not buying a house up here. So we're going to kind of wait until that gets leveled off. But, yeah, we're 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 a couple more examples of it uh, that uh, looking very seriously about uh, moving out of the state. One final segment coming up here, AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. New Year's Day edition 2023 of the NARN. So glad to be with you. Happy New Year to all of our loyal listeners. And we'll be back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. 
salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. As a former congressman and the ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins Podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. This is me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. One final segment on the broadcast today, New Year's Day 2023. Thank you, as always, uh, for tuning in and uh, kind of keeping an eye on the uh, on the football uh, games here today. Uh, you know, Green Bay kind of holds their uh, – it looks like Washington is going to lose to Cleveland, and that was one of the things Green Bay needed to happen is if Washington loses at least one of their final two games and Green Bay wins out, then Green Bay goes to the playoffs. Well, Washington is down. They're going to lose. Yeah, it's done. It's officially done. Cleveland Browns defeat Washington 24-10. to So if the Packers beat the Vikings today and then win their regular season finale uh, at home next week against the Lions – Packers are in the playoffs. So now the Packers officially have their destiny in their own hands uh, because Washington loses today. So uh, that'll that'll be interesting to see. Another side note, New Orleans is defeating Philadelphia with two and a half minutes to go, 20 to 10. So uh, if the Vikings win today and next week and Philadelphia loses their regular season finale, I believe they play Washington, um, then the Vikings get the number one overall seed. So, there's still plenty to play for in today's game, Vikings and Packers. The Vikings, you know, they're already in the playoffs, uh, but their playoff lives don't depend on it. However, I'm sure they'd love an opportunity to get a number one seed. So plenty at stake today, 325 Vikings at Packers, Skull Vikings as always. Uh, only got about a couple of minutes left to go. Uh, this is from the New York Post. The Omnibus Flies commercial 
As thousands of travelers remain stranded at airports across the country amid a chaotic few days uh, for the airline industry, the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill scored a ticket to St. Croix for President Biden to affix his signature at the Tropical Villa where he'll ring in the new year. The White House told NBC News on Thursday that the more than 4,000-page bill was delivered to the 80-year-old president by White House staff on a regularly scheduled commercial flight. It's unclear if the mammoth piece of legislation was checked or flew carry-on. Can you imagine that if you uh, if you uh, check the bag and your bags got lost, like all these Southwest Airlines bags got lost? Oh, my gosh. Uh, today I signed the bipartisan omnibus bill ending a year of historic progress. Biden announced in a Twitter post that showed him approving the 4,000-page uh, bill. Yeah, he did it at a desk inside an office in a suit and tie. Can you imagine while he was sitting in his uh, uh, beach chair on a sandy beach sipping a pina colada and, oh, your omnibus bill, Mr. President, and he just uh, signed it right there. You imagine the optics of that. Uh, you know, He's been in politics for 60 years. I think he's figured out, or 50 years. I think he's figured out a few optics here. But... Uh, I I mean, this is also indicative of the hypocrisy. I talked about how progs are outraged over the George Santos lies, but conspicuously silent on Richard Blumenthal, Elizabeth Warren, and, of course, the White House's current occupant. Uh, They were outraged when Ted Cruz was going on a vacation to Cancun with his family while the state of Texas was enduring uh, freezing temperatures, and thus they were short of water, short of food, and unable to... You know, they didn't have the infrastructure to plow the roads or anything. As if Ted Cruz, who serves in the legislative branch of our federal government, had any impact on what was a state issue. Were the optics bad? Yeah, they were bad. But here's the thing. Had Ted Cruz stayed behind and been part of a team that was standing in line doling out supplies to people who were shorthanded, they would say, well, political opportunism at its finest. Ted Cruz, just a photo op. I mean, he could, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But you could argue that Joe Biden, head of the federal government, while our aviation uh, issues were occurring in this country, and oh, yeah, aviation is under the purview of the federal government, and yet he's able to get down for his uh, luxurious vacation in the Virgin Islands while people are enduring the, this chaotic travel season, yet... You know, hey, well, you know, high-stress job president, he, de- he deserves a vacation. I think the count is he's been on vacation 40% of his time that he's been in the White House. So great optics there. Sign uh, more debt, uh, add on to the 30 plus trillion dollars in debt while you're on a jet-set vacation in the uh, Virgin Islands while uh, people are trying to meet, meet basic needs. And uh, the stock market had a huge net loss of like $8 trillion this past year. Great optics all around, folks. Uh, as always, ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. Happy New Year. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Skull Vikings. Have a blessed week. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on uh Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. What's got Santa and his reindeer dancing with joy? Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa, Minnesota's largest spa dealer. We have the largest selection at unbeatable prices. We have nearly 40 different models to choose from. Many are on display at our St. Louis Park showroom or visit our website at masterpoolandspa.com. Free delivery to your home or cabin and trade-ins are welcome. We'll even haul away your old spa. Oh, oh, hot tub. Savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa from Master Pool and Spa. And our 20 years of experience guarantees you the perfect spa. 0% financing till 2024. Get savings up to 65% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana. 952-253-0665. 952-253-0665. Or visit masterpoolandspa.com. That's masterpoolandspa.com. 
This is Dennis Prager from Athanasium, the Math Learning Center. As you know, I prefer clarity to agreement. Being able to understand math is often key to achieving clarity. But with 6 out of 10 high schoolers not being proficient at math, students could be at a great disadvantage. Mathnasium helps students reach their potential to understand and even enjoy math, whether they're starting out far behind or already doing well. Using a customized one-on-one approach, Mathnasium educates and inspires students, helping them develop number sense. Math fluency and confidence that equips them for success in school and for the rest of their lives. Mathnasium also provides homework help so students can better understand and finish it successfully on their own, freeing you up to focus on other aspects of parenting. Give your child a life-changing math learning experience. Contact one of the Mathnasium centers listed on the Patriots advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and receive $50 off your enrollment. Mathnasium changing lives through math. Dad, guess what? What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. And I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. AM 1280. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.